good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to welcome you to the podcast today. I'm glad that, uh, to be a part of your day and a part of your walk with the Lord. And of course, if you don't have a walk with the, with God, with your Creator, be happy to help you with that. I don't mention it very often during the podcast, but I would encourage you that if you have a biblical question, uh, and I want to open it up to that, is uh, kind of an ask the pastor situation, that if you have a question of biblical nature, or of, of Christian living, uh, to set, drop it to me at Pastor Nason at gmail.com and be happy to entertain questions uh, of uh, uh, biblical nature to help you with your walk with the Lord. And so don't hesitate to do that. Let me know. Drop me a line and let me know how the podcast has been a blessing to you. Maybe a topic that needs to be addressed that you've been curious about. Here we are, uh, January 1st, the very first day of 2021, and we anticipate God's blessings on us this year. Uh, we're going to refuse to allow the, uh, the the calamity of the past year to overshadow our service for the Lord now. Uh, our Lord is going to return at any moment, and we want to be found ready, prepared, and busy about the Master's service. I've been doing some reflection on this next year, and I've noticed that it's the start of a new year. I don't. Uh, there, it's evident that gyms all across America are going to see a spike in new memberships. Everybody's going to be getting those uh, well-intentioned memberships all lined up, and the reason is, of course, is New Year's resolutions. Nearly every top ten list includes the following resolutions. I've noticed: getting in shape, losing weight, or quitting smoking. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's true also that most of those resolutions don't last. In fact, just wait until about mid-February and you'll have a much easier time finding a parking space at the gym. There'll be a lot of open spots. Uh, we can do the same thing as we follow Christ. Uh, we can make big promises about great things we plan to do for Him. We can try to impress our Savior with our performance but I believe in the process, we can forget two important facts that need to regulate your entire relationship with God. Can we remember number one? And I think this is reflected in Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. I'll come back to that number one in a moment. But notice that the scripture says, the apostle Paul writes, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Um, that is a resounding theme of the Apostle Paul's life, and I believe it's something we've all experienced from time to time. Uh, we have great intentions, but they often fall flat because of the weakness struggle of our flesh. I want you to remember two important things in this year as we come into 2021. Number one, remember this. Uh, God's love for you is dependent on His grace and not how well you perform. Don't ever forget that. There are many people that are well-intentioned, disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, that can have an all-too-easy uh, all tendency to fall into that uh, pattern of thinking in that I have to perform in a certain way in order for God's grace to be granted to me. Uh, scripture makes this very clear in Ma in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. You're familiar with that passage because it's part of the Romans road. Uh, it doesn't cease to be true after you say a prayer and ask Christ to save you and forgive you of your sin. 
You remember that scripture it says God demonstrated or commended or proved his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. God's love for you, dear friend, was settled by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. The debt was paid. Uh, your performance is irrelevant in terms of you, uh, God's willingness and ability to save you. It's not dependent on how well you perform. So don't forget, in this next year, you serve the Lord and you structure your life in obedience to God, not in order for Him to like you, but because He already loves you in the most extravagant way in pouring out His grace on you in Jesus Christ. This is the thing that differentiates between Bible-believing Christianity and the other other isms that are in the world today. All of the other man-made religions and movements are there or have as part of their entire structure your uh, the mandate that you absolutely have to uh, perform in a certain way by the five pillars or by uh, living in, in uh, your life in, under such regulation or dietary stipulations that, that God would like you. My friend, I want to tell you right now, God already loves you. He has already paid the ultimate price for your salvation. We don't need to ever, ever believe that my performance is what brings about my... That's just good works. And good works will never save you. So don't forget, God's love for you is dependent on His grace and not on your performance. Because that's nothing but self-defeating for the next year. Uh, if you live that way, you're going to stumble and struggle along as a believer. It's not that your faith is not real, but that your faith suddenly gets turned on its head. And it's dependent on your abilities and not on the ability of the sovereign uh, omnipotent, omniscient God of the universe. So don't forget, God's love for you is dependent on His grace, not on how well you perform. Number two, I want you to go into this year in 2021 with this thought, that this life is not about what you can do for God, but what He can do in and through you. Uh, I don't know if this is a surprise to anybody that's listening to this podcast, but you know God doesn't need us. Uh, he does desire to, by His grace and by His plan and His purposes, uh, He does desire to use imperfect instruments like us. He's given us the privilege to be able to be engaged in the greatest plan of redemption this world has ever known. He uses faulty, frail, broken individuals like us to accomplish His God-sized purposes. That's what He's doing in this world. And what our greatest purpose and our greatest desire is and ought to be as disciples of Christ is that we want to say, Lord, use me, uh, take my life, here am I, send me, as Isaiah said, I want to be useful to you. You see that in Acts chapter 17 and verse 25, that the that the, the author Luke, who is writing this history of the early church, reminds us of that important verse here he writes, neither is worshipped, uh, talking about God that made the world, neither is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. God's work and his purposes. I don't know about you, but I want to be part of that in this year. 2021 gives us a distinct opportunity 
the actuarial science tables that the insurance companies use to determine when we're all going to die, as to determine whether or not we're a bad investment or not, tell us, most of us anyway, or many of us, that I've probably seen more birthdays and and uh, New Year's days than than I behind me than I have in front of me. But here, as we enter this new year, I want to be saying, Lord, it's not what I can do for God, but Lord, what do you want to accomplish in and through me this year? How are you going to shape me? How are you going to mold me? Uh, what places are you going to put me in that I might be able to shine for you? Why don't you pray that today? This life is not about what you do for God, but what God does through you and in you. Don't forget two important principles. And those things are going to be tempered, of course, by your taking advantage of all the tools God gives to you, by planning and purposing in your Bible reading this next year. Relying on just a Sunday sermon is not enough. You'll starve to death. You've got to be regularly feeding on the Word of God. If you would like a Bible reading program, I would be happy to email you one so that you might daily be feeding in a pasture that God's prepared for you so that you can strengthen your soul. You should be taking advantage of prayer, making sure that if Bible reading is like food, then prayer is like water. You need water to survive. So I want to encourage you to have regular, frequent times of prayer uh, in a private place that you can lift up your praise and adoration for God, confess your sin, thanking Him for all things, asking God for your needs. Uh, and that will be uh, that'll set the tone for the year. Third, you ought to be involved in a Bible-believing church. Podcasts, Zoom meetings, uh, uh, FM transmitters, and and YouTube videos. Notwithstanding, those things are not doing church. Doing church is being with God's people. And I encourage you. Uh, there are some people that need to stay home out of necessity because of health issues with the current crises or that the media has has uh, really pumped up. But I want to encourage you that uh, you need to be regularly exposed to the Word of God and the family of God. It may be in a parking lot. It may be in in-person services. Don't neglect your faithful attendance and worship with God's people. How about read a Christian book? find a good book that is going to enhance your relationship with the Lord. It may not be very long during the day, but I want to encourage you, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, read a good Christian book and uh, that will be a blessing to you. And then last of all, I would like for us all to be able to conquer every known sin in the next year, right? Uh, We would love to be able to accomplish that feat. But I want to encourage you today as a dear listener, focus on one particular besetting sin in your life. The Puritan John Owen once told us, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Don't try to focus on all your sins and accumulative effort because uh, it's going to be devastatingly discouraging. I would encourage you to say, Lord, I got this one weakness. I've got this great sin that I constantly find myself bringing to you. God, will you help me to slaughter this, kill this sin in my life? If you struggle with gossip or unrighteous anger, if you struggle with a a, a malicious tongue, then I would encourage you to get the scriptural viewpoint on that. See a pastoral counselor, pray, ask God to give you that strength, and I assure you that he will. Uh, We have no need to be discouraged in this next year. We're one year closer to the Lord's return. And I don't want us to be discouraged and down and despair. 
uh, I want to encourage you to be walking with the Lord in faithfulness to Him. We have a brand new year ahead of us. What's God going to do? What's going to unfold in our nation? What kind of political leaders are we going to have? Well, you know what? I don't know what it is. I no, Neither does anybody else. But I do know there's something that I can really rest and rely on. And that is that walk with God. I know that I'm a great sinner. And I know that I have a great Savior. Live on that. Walk with Him. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. God bless.